0: That was like my second start playing against the Chiefs, and following Tyreek Hill around was was pretty hard because he's fast. But that was probably I probably said that was my welcome to the NFL moment chasing him around because I never actually chased nobody that runs that fast.
1: Welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstad, your host, and today Connor Mackey and I sit down with Nick Nelson the Las Vegas Raiders cornerback, former Badger. And we're talking his full story until now on IK underscore Badgers. Make sure to check us out on Twitter. Hit us with a follow. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. We're talking the full story so far with Nick Nelson. Let's get it.
0: Nick Nelson,
1: welcome to the show. How's it going, man?
0: It's going pretty good. How you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks for hopping on. I'm also joined today with Connor Mackey, Player Relations. Connor, how's it going? It's good. Good to be here. Good to talk to both you guys today. Yep. Thanks for joining too. Connor's gonna stimulate some conversation with some questions and comments. If you're not familiar with Nick, Nick is the cornerback for the Las Vegas Raiders. He was a Wisconsin Badger, a second-team All-American back in college. Uh, he was selected fourth round in the 110th overall to the Oakland Raiders. And so now he's in the midst of the off season. So Nick, we'll just start right there. How has this off season been different for you?
0: It's been a lot different because I told my ACL the second and last game and my meniscus. So I just, I've been rehabbing this whole time.
1: The whole time since coronavirus has kind of, has that, uh, I guess, hindered your rehab or have you been doing a lot of at home workouts or? It's, how's
0: it's that pretty going? much been a, it's pretty much been the same. Uh, I've been rehabbing. I've been, I was in Arizona at first and I wasn't really hanging around anybody. I was just going to rehab and coming home. And so I was kind of, I've been kind of quarantined.
1: Yeah. Nice. Nice. And then uh, preparing for another NFL season, this is going to be your third NFL season. Correct? correct. Correct. Nice. Nice. But I guess, you know, another point of adversity, um, you've been through adversity before. <laughs> uh connor i I know you know about this but you weren't i would say the highest recruit um 169th cornerback nationally and then you actually played at hawaii before transferring to madison so nick when was the moment that you knew you were going to transfer to madison
0: once i played my second year my second year in the Mount West Conference, I knew I wanted to play at a bigger conference. I felt like I was good enough to play at a, at a bigger conference. So I just started looking at schools, and Wisconsin happened to be, like, the best fit for me.
2: Yeah, Nick, so, like, uh, I saw that you were able to go to Madison your sophomore year. Did that, like, have anything to do with it, or, like, did that play a role in your decision?
0: Yeah, it did, because we played against them, and... It was probably one of the best atmospheres that I played in, so I was like, "It'll be nice to be able to play, have that school be my home." And plus, I knew I knew like Taiwan Deal, and I knew like a couple other players, so I ain't see why not.
2: I also saw that year that you were you played against Ohio State. Did that give you that idea that you could play against the best in the best in the world? At, I guess in college, you know, like. I saw a big-time yeah, pass breakup against Michael Thomas that uh, against Ohio State. So
0: I probably gave you some yeah, it confidence did. there. It was, yeah, that game was fun. And that just showed me that I could play with anyone. So it boosted my confidence going into the rest of the season. And then after the season, I just made my decision.
1: Yeah, and you had to redshirt your first year at Madison. Redshirting, I guess, going from kind of a big-time player in the Mountain West Conference and then to a year where you have to sit out. What did you do that year to prepare for your senior year and what you or your junior year at Madison, your last year, and then just really explode when you did get the chance to start?
0: I really just prepared as if I was playing that week because like it'll be like in practice I was getting so many reps and I was practicing so much and getting so many reps and it's it kind of flew by. But like I was just preparing as if I was playing that weekend, and then next thing you know, my time came.
1: Yeah, when your time came, what what was that moment at Madison when you knew that, I guess, did the coaching staff say anything to you or did you kind of knew that you were, some starters were leaving or how did you know it was your time?
0: Um Yeah, I knew some starters were leaving. And pretty much, like, based off of my performance in practice, that's when I knew, like, I was ready. Like, just that year sitting out helped me become the player that I was my junior year. So sitting out pretty much helped me. I used it in a positive way.
1: That's exactly what you have to do. Just kind of use those moments where you can maybe study the playbook a little better, or you pick up on some technical things uh, and really take advantage, kind of like this coronavirus situation where you can now get some time to yourself to really prepare for when you are back. So fast, fast forward as a Badger. You had one of, I guess, I would say your best games against Michigan in which you had a really cool, really, it was kind of like a thing that just happened in the moment. You actually scored the first touchdown of that big-time game. I think the Badgers were undefeated at the time. Michigan was ranked top 25. They were coming to Camp Randall. And you took that punt return 50-plus yards to the house. Was that your, was that your favorite moment in college, and what was that like for it, you?
0: It definitely was. It definitely was because, like, it sparked the game. For one, it was, like, crazy because I picked up the ball. And then it, like, sparked the game. Like, I remember the game just kind of being, like, not dead, but it was, like, a just an even game. And then once I scored that touchdown, it was, like, the, it was, like, a whole momentum shift. And that gave us a lot of momentum going into, like, the, the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, what so you that guys ended up pulling out.
0: Yeah, that was definitely my funnest moment <laughs> on the field.
2: Yeah, so Nick, like uh you had like a, one of the, the highest you recorded the most uh pass breaks in a single season of Wisconsin at twenty-one. And there's been some great defensive backs that have gone through there. Did that does that mean a lot to you in terms of how great you actually performed on the field and how great your defense was oh, at yeah, year, definitely as a whole? Definitely
0: is well? definitely. And and we had a we had a pretty solid defense all around, so it made it easier for me especially with, like, the D-line and, like, just the whole defense, the other DBs, like, it just made everything so much easier for me. Ball come out quicker, and it kind of – it it just helped me, like, having, like, those players around me helped me have a season that that I had.
2: Uh, And I know you formed a pretty good uh, relationship with uh, Derek Tyndall, and you guys were rock solid back there in the secondary. Is that something that you guys formed, like, in your – your red shirt season, or is that just something that formed that year? Like, how did that uh, come about? Well,
0: I, I met when I took my visit to Madison. I took a visit like during the spring game. He was like one of the first people I met. I knew him. I knew of him because my old roommate, my roommate at Hawaii, was from the same area as Derek Tendul. So I kind of already knew who he was. And then once I got there, we just like clicked and we linked up.
1: Yeah, you guys started the hoodie tradition in Madison it seems like how how did that uh that go down where every all the D-backs we, that year were wearing hoodies
0: We really didn't start it. it was it was sojourn it was sojourn the year before that started it and then he only did it like the last few games of the season and then me and me and DT we just ran with it and then like now like you see all these like DBs all over college football wearing yeah. hoodies when it's like I never seen no one wearing a hoodie so i seen sojourn do it he used to do it every day in practice
1: yeah shout to sojourn he was he was a great corner for the badgers too uh, when you, you mentioned that you played with a lot of great defensive players on the badgers team uh guys that could rush the passer and that badgers defense was actually top three in the in the nation in scoring that year have you uh stayed pretty close with some of uh your teammates on that
0: team um, I wouldn't say real close, but, like, I still talk to them, like, on Instagram. They all have their stuff going on. I have my stuff. But whenever I'm, like, in Madison, I see them and we, like, hang out. Or most of the time we just talk, like, on, on like, Instagram or, like, we might send a DM to each other talking trash or whatever. But we still kind of stay in contact. But it's kind of hard to stay in contact like how we used to because everybody has, like, different stuff going on in their life.
1: Yeah, pretty much once the draft hits, it's uh everyone's going to a different different part of the country and, you know, things get real fast. What was that process yeah. like for you, Nick, the NFL draft? Uh I actually um a lot of people might not know this, but you had an injury during the pre-workout uh of the with the Detroit Lions. Um I guess so what was the entire draft process like for you?
0: Um, the process was cool from combine training. Everything just seemed like gold, like everything seemed like gold. And then once my injury came, it kind of, I wouldn't say humble me, but like I, it puts me back in the draft, but I'm just, I'm glad because now like I became a Raider. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have went to the Raiders if I didn't get hurt. So I'm glad, I'm kind of glad it's like a blessing in disguise that I got hurt.
2: Yeah, like, uh, even before the draft, Mel Kuyper had you as like a first, second round talent and stuff, and like, a lot of people were very high on you, so to fall the fourth round, a lot of people were very surprised, so did that take a toll on you, and like, did that affect you mentally at all, or, I mean, I guess you've come overcome a lot of adversity in your life, so like, is that just another challenge you face and accept It wasn't,
0: not really, because at, at the same time, I knew the injury. The injury, like, some were saying that I weren't going to get drafted. Some were saying I was going to go super late. But, like, just to be in the fourth round was, like, I just wanted to get on the roster, especially even just getting drafted. I wanted to get on the roster and just showcase what I can do.
1: Yeah, it's huge just to get that opportunity. Uh, We spoke with Chris Orr, and he was also talking about, you know, he's just trying to get on a roster, and that's kind of the mindset, trying to get on the football field. Your first year at Oakland, you did work your way up to getting on the football field. What was what was the locker room like? Uh, did the vets embrace you as a rookie, or how, how did that? How was that?
0: Yeah, I had some real good vets in my room. Just on the team, we had some we had some pretty good vets. Um, and, and the vets that we had, they were like real good with the rookies because we had like some vets that were like ten plus years. We had guys like Beast Mode, Leon Hall, Dominique Rogers, Kamadi. We had those type of guys. They were older, so like. They always, like, they, they kind of took me under their wing, and they just made sure everything was okay. They ain't never, like, try to tell me nothing wrong. They always did everything possible, everything positive, and showed me the way.
2: Without saying too much about John Gruden, what's he – I mean, we've seen him in Hard Knocks and, like, what the type of character he is, but what is he kind of like behind the film or behind the cameras? Is he, like – is this is the act he puts on for the cameras pretty similar yeah, he's as – he- like has he yeah, is off he, the he camera? A
0: good, he got a real good sense of humor, but like he he one of those people like he he always like you know, like I can't really explain it. He's super smart though, like he's smart as hell when it come to like especially like football. And he like know everybody. He know what everybody can do. Like he real smart. And then he funny though. He always gonna crack a joke. Like he gonna have the whole room laughing. I love being around him. I love playing for him
1: would you describe him as a players coach or like a, a strategist or is he kind he's, of just
0: like he's definitely a players coach because like he's definitely a players coach like if if it's a day where like majority of the team we just our body hurt or like he's not gonna try to kill us you know he gonna he take mm-hmm. care of his players especially like if he just yeah. talk to him and communicate with him he gonna definitely take care of the players.
1: Yeah, and it seems like the Raiders have kind of rebranded with John Gruden. Now you guys are moving to Las Vegas, Nick. When you when you heard that news, what, what, where were you? And I guess uh, what was that like finding out that your franchise is moving cities?
0: Well, once I got drafted, they were like they were telling me that you guys were going to Vegas. I never even knew that. Like I never even watched the Raider game. Like I knew the Raiders because of like beast mode and amari yeah. cooper but like i didn't like know that the raiders were going to vegas and everybody was like yeah you're going to vegas and then it, it haven't hit me it still hasn't hit me maybe once i like move actually get to vegas and move then i feel like that's when it'll really hit me
1: yeah so what are your plans or i guess rough plans have you heard anything from the nfl about what this season's gonna be like or what they're planning or
0: um i honestly don't know but They tell us to stay ready though, because like it could creep up on us fast and they're going to expect us to be ready. So best thing we can do is just stay ready.
1: Yeah, I've heard that, uh, you know, they're throwing out a couple different ideas. It it sounds like they're going to play, which I'm really excited for, but I've heard also that potentially without fans as a player that, you know, went to Madison where, you have 70,000 plus in Camp Randall going crazy for you to the NFL. How would that change your game if, I guess, if you had to play in front of an empty stadium?
0: It'll be weird. I feel like it'll be weird. It'll be, I feel like it'll be weird. It's, it's I don't think, I think that, I don't know, to be honest, but I just think it's going to be weird to just be in a stadium with no, it's going to kind of feel like a scrimmage. It's still going to be fun because it's football, but it's going to be kind of weird just, being in the stadium, a big old stadium with no fans.
2: Yeah, Dick, uh, I feel like uh after talking to and hearing a lot of uh professional athlete talk about like football, basketball, whatever sport it is, they have like a welcome to the league moment. Do you remember your specific like welcome to the league moment, whether it's going against a big time receiver or like a play that you made or something that just like, man, I'm here now and I'm ready to compete and stuff?
0: Um I I don't think I really ever really had a welcome to the NFL moment, besides, like, just being in camp and being around the locker room and being around the players, that was kind of my moment. I never really had, like, a play in the game or, like, a specific moment that just had me, like, like, this is the NFL. Like, I feel like in college, we, we played against some pretty good competition in college, or, like, I don't know, I just feel like I haven't really had that moment.
1: Yeah, it's just the next step. Maybe a little brighter lights, but wasn't as rude of an awakening. Um, your game, your style, Nick. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, actually playing against the Chiefs my rookie year, that was like, I want to say that was like my second start. That was like my second start playing against the Chiefs, and following Tyreek Hill around was, was pretty hard, because he fast, but That was probably, I probably said that was my welcome to the NFL moment, chasing him around because I never actually chase nobody that runs that fast. Like, normally I'm faster than people or I'm just as fast. I ain't never, like, really ran with somebody who's running that fast and can stop. (laughs) So he's really that fast, huh? Yeah, he's fast. He's elite, elite, elite. He he definitely fast. And I played against John Ross my first college game, but I didn't really check him. I only checked him, like, a few plays, and I couldn't really see how fast he really was, but. Other than that, like, Tyreek Hill was probably, like, the fastest that I, like, guarded in the NFL.
1: Yeah, he's dangerous. Uh, is there any receiver that you, I guess, you would like to match up with and just see how you would do? Is there any guy that you're kind of eyeing in your division that you, or anyone like that?
0: In our division? Um, pretty much every receiver in our division I done win against my rookie year. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I say it's some good rookies, though, that's got has gotten drafted into our into our division. That's that's pretty good. That I'm ready to see. Like, I'm ready to play against.
2: You guys also added a pretty good one in uh, Henry Ruggs. Also, a nice speed. I there. never like
0: watch him play, but like <laughs> just watching like his hearing his forty is like says enough. Yeah, but I never I never really got a chance to like see him play. I don't really, I haven't really ever since I left college I haven't really been watching college besides like the Badgers.
1: Nice, nice. Did you watch this year?
0: I watched I watch almost every game.
1: Love it, man. Yeah, that was a tough ending, but this team I think really you know surprised a lot of people and uh you know, the talent in the NFL, I think the Badgers are going to exceed where they were drafted at. I think that's a common theme with Badgers is that you guys get picked at I guess lower positions than you're actually turn out being good pros because the league is full of badgers. Do you know what? Do you have a reason why that you think maybe the badgers have a little bit of a stigma when it comes to the draft?
0: I think it's hype. A lot of it's hype. A lot of it definitely hype. Um, And it, and it kind of, yeah, I think it's hype. And I think that like a lot of, yeah, it's just hype to me like it's hype because like a lot of players like a lot of they always want to like short us on our rank because they say our our schedule isn't strong enough but then they'll put us up against a top ranked team and we'll beat them so i feel like it's just like i just feel like it's all hype but like in the league though it's like kind of like once you get there you there and it's like if you can play you gonna stay
1: Yep, yeah, and like, that's that's kind of what badges approved Right. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess what is your I guess cuz you're, you know, going into training camp or depending on how the season shakes up, you're going to have to go in and win your job. Um will you be ready by the time the season's go with your rehab or what's your current status?
0: Well, right now I'm at about 5 months out of surgery and okay. I got pretty good strength but i feel like my training camp i feel like i'll be just right i should know by training camp but by time training camp come i'll be running i'll be able to do a lot of stuff but i don't know if like i'll be 100% ready just to tackle and like play like through a full game i don't want to rush it but the way i feel right now i feel like i'll be able to go and if they push the season back that's even better for me
1: yeah yeah because then you get a little more time to heal up you're you're a very physical cornerback i think that's always been a strong suit of yours at madison i mean no one was winning a jump ball over here you. you're always blanketing guys and same thing in the pros what is what do you think is your best quality as a corner or one of your strong suits
0: my best quality i think is my my strength and my quickness um yeah my strength and my quickness i've been actually ever since my injury ever since i got to the league i kind of been overweight because of my i got injured going into my rookie year, and I I was, I was kind of eating, whatever, and I kind of was overweight. And then my second year, I washed my weight a little bit, but then once I got hurt in camp, I kind of, like, I had actually messed up my growing in camp, and I kind of, mm. like, started, like, gained a few more pounds. Like, I, I was just overweight, and it was hard for me to, like, run and move. I feel like going into this year, my third year, I'm a lot lighter. I'm, like, 15 pounds lighter. And so I feel like I'm going to be a whole different. I feel like it's going to be a lot different. My game is going to be a lot different. I'm going to be able to do a lot of different stuff because of, I just feel like it's my my weight. With uh
2: with that being said, like uh is there certain things you want to see yourself get better at? Like you've been working on a lot more on like what's like what's something that you've been really working hard to like improve in your game? Um
0: really just sharpening everything up. I've been sharpening up everything. So I feel like overall i'm going to just be a, a better athlete and i've been working and i've been watching a lot of film like this like i just been sitting down watching film and watching like all like i've been watching everything myself my teammates the top rank in my position in the league so i feel like i picked up a little bit of i picked up some tools from just watching certain players around the league and i'm going to apply it to my game because i ain't had nothing but time to just sit down because of my injury
2: so like, who are some of those players that you really like, like modeling your game after, or look up, look at to to like improve your game? Like, who are those? Who are those guys? I, I always modeled
0: my game. game after Darrell Revis, like ever since like my freshman year of college. Yeah, that's great. But once I like now, I I watch anything because you can literally I learn from anybody, like whether it's like a good play, a mistake. I, I watch literally everybody. Like it'll be games where I like. I just watch the Cardinals, or I'll watch the Ravens' defense. Like just just watching football and just seeing how they do certain things that I can just apply to my game. And then I watch literally everybody from like Stefan Gilmore to anybody. I watch Buffalo defense anywhere. I like watch anything because like you got access to it, so why not use it?
1: Yeah, exactly. And you, have, I love hearing that you learn from anyone. Like you said, you'll learn from anybody. I feel I'm kind of that same way in terms of. The players outside of football that you look up to and that you learn from, Nick. Who are some of those guys
0: outside of football?
1: Yeah, like they can be anyone.
0: Oh, like a like a basketball or like I I like like I like watching I watch like Floyd Mayweather, Javante nice. Davis. Just watch like their their work ethic. I watch Kobe. Um. yeah. I would like like R.I.P. like really really those Kobe. And, like, the boxers, like I love to see how they train, how they wake up at 5 in the morning. And they just the way that they train is, like, I just feel like if I can apply that work ethic to football, it's like I can take my game to a whole another level. It kind of motivates me to watch them just work out and how they go through camp.
2: Yeah, Nick, so, like, uh, I know the last dance has been on TV. Were you, have you been able to catch it at all and uh, learn from – some of Jordan's like qualities and the just being a killer
0: on and off the court I really I really never got a chance to watch it like I watched like the first 10 minutes of it but it's like I probably have like something going on like I'd be playing with the baby or I just would I wouldn't like be tuned in but like my dad was is a huge Jordan fan so like I kind of already know I had a Jordan book growing up so like I kind of know a little bit about Jordan but once everything, like, once I, like, could, like, sit down and just watch it, I'm going to sit down and watch it. But I haven't really got a chance to even watch it. Yeah, I definitely recommend it Yeah, that. I also
1: need to watch it myself. But you, you're saying that you pretty much were a Kobe guy growing up then, Nick.
0: I was Kobe, and then once I got older, I started watching D. Rose. But Kobe was always, like, that guy growing up. But I love D. Rose.
1: Yeah, I got nothing but respect for D-Rose. It was cool to see him get that 50-point game this last year in the NBA. Right. Um, Yeah, so what are uh, some of the things that, I guess, an NFL player has to deal with outside of the field? So we we know about media. It's crazy nowadays. Uh, Cameras everywhere. You're going to Las Vegas. Um, Have you been kind of told anything about what is the media experience like as an NFL player?
0: Um, I'll say it's, it's, it's kind of like it isn't as bad as like a, a a like a singer or like a basketball player because we wear our helmets and you can't really like most of the time people can't really tell who you are. Like a lot of people know they like they might look at your car or look at like your bill and they might say, oh, he's an athlete. But a lot of times people don't know. But it's kind of cool when you like most of the time be like a kid or like a diehard fan. Will like come up to you and 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 like speak or like ask for a picture, and I like taking pictures, so I don't really. I it's it's pretty cool, but at the same time, it's like you got a lot of fans where like it's like you have a bad game, they talk crazy to you, they DM you this stuff, but it's like it come with it though, but it's kind of like funny though to me. But other than that though, it's it's like it's it's kind of like you a target though at the same time.
1: Yeah, we get that at Ike, too. Uh, Just for having this podcast, you know, we've had a lot of people just backlash. I think that's kind of something that just happens in media nowadays with this whole um, social media, how they can, you know, be behind an account and everything. But does that do you just try to what's your social media approach? Do you try to stay off it or do you try to um, limit yourself in any way or do you just kind of use it normally?
0: I use it normally, but like I use it to like help out like people, like younger people, or like just like my family and like real fans. Like I interact with them. Like if somebody DM me and ask me a question, like, I check my DMs. Somebody like DM me and ask me like a question or like for help, or like if they, you know, I respond and I talk to them. But like if somebody is like if they DM me talking trash, I might just block them. But like I don't, I don't really like if it, I don't feed into it. But like I I definitely like use my social media like to interact with like my family and like fans and friends.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that's important. We kind of do the same same approach, you know, if they're out of hand, block them, but um definitely use it to interact with fans and use it for the good reasons, the the real reasons it's uh been built. Um we we're, we're going to transition away from social media and just kind of I guess ask about the person, Nick. How how have things been going for you? You said you have a a daughter uh how, how old is she
0: she's almost 6 months she'd be 6 months like in a week
1: wow congratulations man what has it been like yeah, becoming you. a father
0: it's been pretty fun it, at first it was it was kind of like when she was real small it was like she didn't really have a personality all she did was like sleep and like eat but like now as she get old like she getting a little bit bigger like it's kind of cool because she know who i am like like she she you could you could see her personality form so being like a father is pretty fun like especially at this size and you see her like learn new stuff and like you could tell what she like and what she don't like and you could just see it's fun
2: yeah nick i know a lot of players once they have their first child like everything is they do now is for for them like is that provide a little extra motivation for you like to just keep balling at your hardest so you can just keep providing for your like family yeah definitely
0: because like you you want it's like you want like the best life for them like you want the best possible life for your child so you kind of like it's like it's like whenever i'm tired or whenever i don't feel like doing this or whenever i want to eat this type of food it's like I just it's it's like a it's like a why it's an extra why. Yeah, it's definitely like motivation.
1: Yeah, I remember uh Fred Van Vliet in the playoffs, he had his kid for Toronto. I'm a big Bucks fan, so I was rooting for Giannis and the Bucs, but he was killing us that year, the year that Toronto, and he was balling for his his new son, I think. Um so I can definitely see how it adds a motivation, um, a new level of maturity to the approach of the game. Year three. How more comfortable have you gotten with the landscape of the NFL coming from, I guess, the trainers to the playbooks to the things you'll see on the field? Do you feel much more comfortable now than you did as a rookie?
0: Definitely because I've been in the same system. I've been in the same system with the same coach going on three years now. So it's like, I know the defense and then I've been watching more films. So I know like little ins and outs of the defense. So it kind of just helped me like, it's kind of like going into your junior year of college where like your freshman year is like, you kind of like, I don't really know, but you know, but then like, as you progress in that program, it's like everything becomes like second nature and it just gets easier.
1: Yeah. It just becomes part of the day. You can start focusing on areas where you can improve. Um, That makes sense. That's cool. Well, I'm just going to wrap up. I want to say thanks again for joining the show. Connor, appreciate the questions. I thought those were really insightful. Um, Nick, thanks again. And uh, until next time, on Wisconsin. Yep. And
2: we're going to be rooting for
0: you, yep, man. appreciate that.
1: Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. That was Deep Inside Access with Nick Nelson. Hope you found it interesting. I know we did. And thanks again. Make sure for next time to subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the episode or tell a friend. We're trying to bring you guys the best Badger content. We wish you all a great rest of your day. Until next time, I'm Wisconsin.